friends, everyone on the spectrum and in between. My name is Ken Stagnick and welcome to The Shutter Show. These are my guests. David Marlowe. And our special guest. Katie Sexton. That's right. Back for a second week in a row this week to talk about the 1973 film, The Baby. The Baby. Katie, David, how are the two of you doing? This is all my fault. Yes, this this is one that we can we can blame the wife for. Well, you know, I saw the poster and it looked intriguing. Yeah. So we should really blame the poster, the marketing people, right? I mean, which, which by the way, the, the marketing. Right. The, oh, it does work, but the marketing is in no way, shape, or form accurate. I would not even go so far as to call to call this a horror movie. It is. It's it, rated PG. Yes. No. That is. It is. That is mm-hmm. one of those. It is one of those movies like. Uh, Jaws being rated PG, or in particular, my favorite is Planet of the Apes being rated G, despite the fact that movie involving uh, the death of the entire human race, uh, human lobotomies, and you get to see Charlton Heston's penis. And so, like, it's a real strong G. (laughs) (laughs) Where I would also, I I really miss the 70s rating system. But this is pre PG 13. Yes, absolutely. Yes, no, PG 13 got its start. With uh, mid nineties, right? Uh, no, 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 no. It was uh, in the eighties. Uh, it was Temple of Doom and Oh, the Heart mm-hmm. Remlins. I want to say are the two movies that kind of forced them to create an in betweeny. Um, Spielberg, from what I understand, was a big uh, leader to the MPA about being like, look, this PG to straight R thing seems pretty mm-hmm. hard. Could we maybe? Maybe have kind of a... little whittle room? Yeah. Or just a, you know, something for someone older than 10, but younger than 18. And so that's where, from what I understand, uh, that is a very uh, complicated and backroom discussion. And now, I feel like it has no place in this current society, given that streaming exists and you could pretty much find just about anything you want. There's just, well, there's no enforcement for it other than... From what I understand, for pornography, like if you want to watch like an R-rated movie on Netflix, there's not like a a carding system, yeah, right. or a like I know obviously there are parental setups where you can, mm-hmm. keep, as a parent, prevent certain people from watching certain things of a certain maturity level, but there isn't. If you have that, okay, mm-hmm. or if you're logged into your parents' account, we don't have the AI as of right now, from what I understand, to like use your camera to be like, hey, no, 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 that's Timmy. Mm-hmm. Hey Timmy, <laughs> ah, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to some ID to show that you're older than what we have in the thing, or uh, you're gonna have to try to a brother out here or something. But no, you're not allowed. Well, to even watch if that. you log on to bevmo.com or yeah. something, I'm pretty sure you have to check that you're 21 years old. Yeah, well, I mean, like same thing with pornography websites. What year were you born? Mm-hmm. Well, there's no way to check, but like they they're like we at least ask. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and so yeah, but this is. This is also one of those movies where, let's be very clear, a lot happens. Mm-hmm. But also, much kind of like Rosemary's Baby, and I'm not saying they are similar in quality, but I'm saying that they are both a lot 
doesn't happen. They are tamer well, than it's expected. Just, it's, it's more implied. It happens uh-huh. off um, screen when the... Um, Shown via picture versus... So when... I so, so when two of the characters copulate, we shall say in non-spoiler terms, you don't see it. It's not like a big sex scene. It's just implied right. that it happens. And for an exploitation movie, for a horror movie, a lot of times you would expect to see something. And yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that this movie shows restraint in a for way For very good reason. Well, mm-hmm. for very good reason, but also in a way that you would not expect because... Let us not forget, this is the 70s, uh, you know, uh, rape and incest and all sorts of terrible stuff happened in movies all the time. And it was considered fine at the time or appropriate for movies. I'm obviously not okay with that. Uh, I'm just saying that's, it was a different time. It was a different place where they were fine with different stuff that is not okay now. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, the baby is a lot of that. It is. <laughs> do, you, do you want to describe to the audience, Ken, just, just, just what this movie is? So, the short version of the story is there is a social worker who comes, who is assigned to a family who has a baby. And she is assigned to go and check on said baby. Said baby is a approximately, I want to say, 35-year-old man named Baby who uh, sleeps in a giant crib, wears giant adult diapers, is dubbed by an actual baby to make it really uncomfortable. I figured that that was what that mm-hmm. was. Yeah. And I will say uh, David Manzi... Or Mooney, uh, depending on how he's credited throughout his career. Uh, you might recognize him as the photographer from Chaplin. I'm completely kidding. That's a complete background thing. I just thought it was really funny that this guy, the baby, was in Chaplin. <laughs> he's a really good as a baby. Like, like <laughs> say whatever you want about the rest of this movie. I will say, other than the Frankenstein that was done by... Uh, 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 Benedict Cumberbatch and what's his name from Hackers? Uh, oh, who's in God. Sherlock? Yes, or I, not I, Sherlock. I know exactly uh, who you're talking about. Elementary uh, J- Miller, something. Uh, anyway, um, the 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 fr- version of Frankenstein that they did, other than their version, which has the most incredible infantile movement by an adult I have ever seen, like a. No, but that's a large man. How is he moving like a baby kind of way? This is a <laughs> incredibly strong second. Mm-hmm. It is... He, he he commits. He commits, but he also gets a lot of the details and uh-huh. intricacies. And it's not, it's not the cartoon version of a baby. It's a real... Inter- like it's a real version of what a baby does when it moves. It's it's when you hear a really amazing impression. Like if you hear a Christopher Walken impression, the best ones don't sound real because your version of Christopher Walken in your head is big and crazy. But then you'll hear them back to back with him, and you're like, oh my, oh my god, that that's uncomfortably close. That 
that person could like spoof them to their family or something. Yeah. And that's what this, like watching, yeah, watching David Mooney do his thing was, for me at least, the most impressive part of this movie. Well, and it's not just, and it's not just David Mooney who I thought was very impressive, but honestly, a majority of the cast. I was surprised at like how everyone very much showed up to work for this film. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I would say the only one who was uncomfortable to watch for me, acting chop-wise, was the woman who played Alba. Uh, the, which, blonde, the blonde one. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. Everybody Her, else was... Hers was very Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. uh, cheerleader-esque. Oh, yeah. yeah, this woman is marketing herself as the bitch of the film. Well, I think she very much also was cast because more of her shape than her uh, chops. To yes. To say. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, it's, yeah, it was one of those. Also, one of the things I want to say about this movie that I think is very interesting is actually how female-dominated it is. Yeah. yeah. How much it very is. Very much so. Like, it, like it, it passes the Bechtel test. Uh-huh. It passes a lot of tests. Almost every man in the movie is utterly incompetent yep so yeah the guy who plays Dennis who which can we just acknowledge the fact that this character is pretty much a serial killer oh completely totally totally like I love your skin he's like I'm more of a skin guy and then like makes some kind of joking passing phrase about cannibalism Mm -hmm. and I'm just like don't be anywhere alone with this person it's some real Ted Bundy some real Silence of the Lambs kind of ooh. Well, and Anne, the social worker, her boss, completely incompetent too. He's like, like oh, uh, you're, sorry, go on. No, just the, oh, you're telling me all these things. Oh, no, that's totally fine. The previous social worker disappeared. Oh, that happens all the time. Yeah. Don't we, worry we about had, it. Which, by the way, the night before we had watched the movie The Fuzz, which you had lent us. Hot Fuzz, hot yeah. Fuzz. Or, yeah, yes, uh, Hot Fuzz. And once again, like that was the floating joke was just like, oh, see, like it's just an accident. Accidents happen all the time. It's not murder. And so then, so then we're watching. Yeah, there's no way this could be murder. And then we watch the baby, and it's just like, like you know, some people just disappear all the time. That doesn't mean it was murder. Look, just because this family is keeping a 35 year old adult man as a baby that they claim has not been able to grow up and can't really use its muscles and is in some sort of mental decline i don't know which is the proper words to describe whatever is people are very wrong mm-hmm. in quotes with baby i know the word that they use in the movie is is mm-hmm. is the r word which is not a word that we're going to use because that's not the word that you're supposed to use mm-hmm. but also it was it was a different time i know i have like right. a that, that was pretty much the classification well, for it at the time i know yeah. like i know i have a friend who's uh who had a f- close family member who they took care of in their house. And uh, they described him as such because that was the word that you used at the time. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of like, look, I don't, you know, I understand that I'm sometimes I'll slip into saying that word because that was the word that we used at the time. And also, hey man, I helped take care of him. So maybe mind your own business. And uh, because like, I'm not offended and he's not offended. So, Mm -hmm. but like, I'm not going to use it because I know some people yeah. are offended. But yeah. like it's um, out of movie, out of respect, we're not going to be using the word. Th- this movie is so strangely woke, but at the same time, <laughs> completely oblivious, ass backwards, yeah. but also oblivious, but also, dude, you can't do that. But also, 
I mean, I'm not going to kink shame anyone. So like in this, I mean, except for the incest mm, stuff, I'll, I'll kink yeah, shame yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, like, it, it, like the like so the okay so, uh, I, I think we're <laughs> going to start experimenting on Shutter Show with a spoiler break of some sort. Okay. Where like the first part of the show is going to be us trying to convince you to watch this movie, and then we'll give you like a spoiler split moment where after this point. We are going to spoil this movie. So if you want to go watch this movie, pause it, go watch the movie, and then like come back in a day or so, you know, or so, whatever it is, and then, and then finish the movie. Cool. But, uh, and we'll see how long we can get into this. Uh, <laughs> I know, it's hard. Before it's, we do the... it's tough because this is a very niche movie. Well, it's a very niche movie. It's also a movie where technically not a whole lot happens. But and I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that the social worker and the baby start to become dangerously close. And that is where I'm, I'm saying uh, technically everything that's happening on screen is legal. It is, uh, I'm not going to kink shame anyone who might be into a man who acts like a baby. Uh, I am saying I'm not. And also, it—it's it, just a movie filled with things that you are not expecting to see, that are both strangely very progressive, but also at the same time very uh, of a previous time. Yes, uh-huh. but it, it, which is why I thought it very odd that everyone just seemed so blasé about what was going on in this house between. The mother, her daughter, her daughters, and her her son, baby. Like in, in like in that particular case, even, like the neighbors alone would mm-hmm. would have torn like brought up some kind of fuss. Well, all the people at uh, his birthday party, right? That's not a spoiler. The, yeah, There's the, a birthday party. It is, it's so strange. And Which how old do you there. say he is? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. No, that's is he just those, is he just always one? But all those people there just assume that it's fine and dandy whatever's happening in this house, right? The, well, the, the idea I think behind it is that her her son is mentally challenged. Yes. And so because of that, he needs special care. And so I, I'm guessing the idea is that the guests at the birthday party are aware of this, and so they like in a, they're being polite and they're showing up to support her her son like this like no matter what he's like you know you take like as a mother you take care of him but i would also argue that the the people within the orbit of this family are relatively supportive of the mother her sisters and they think that what they're doing is they're taking care of their mentally ill son and brother and outside of that, like, like the party makes perfect sense. I was really confused by the idea that they were even having a birthday party. And I would say that it almost, the way that it, everything is lit and the way, and the guests that are there almost makes it look like a swinger party. Oh, absolutely. There that's, is some real keys in a fishbowl vibe yeah. coming from this party. And that's, I mean, that's one of the things. So like watching this movie. It's a real left turn. You would think. You would understand in the 70s, the time where it was like, hey, mom, dad, I'm going out riding my bike with my friends. Where are you going? 
the hills, okay, be back before sundown kind of times would be like, a, well, of course this family can raise like a baby in their house because they don't talk to anybody about it and nobody knows about it and like everybody kind of keeps to themselves. People mind their own business. Yeah, there's no internet, there's no Twitter, and as long as the baby doesn't really go outside, he does hang out in the backyard a bit, but you know, you can have some high hedges and suddenly you can get away with a lot. And then, yeah, that birthday party scene happens and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. everyone's oddly cool with this and baby's just kind of running he's 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 crawling around doing his own thing having a good time and And folks are drinking around him yeah because i mean let's face it it is 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 a full it is a full-grown 35 year old man it's not like it's a real kid that you gotta it doesn't look watch your language it's not like it's a big baby yeah it they don't go as far as giving the baby a beard but it is very clearly like an adult man where like you could in a cartoon movie... He looks almost like John Lennon. <laughs> he looks Actually. like an infantile John Lennon. Yep. Yeah, kind of. That haircut. It's... But he he doesn't... Like, they're not going for what if there was just a baby who was man-sized. Like, no, no, this is a man... What if John Lennon been... was a baby? Yeah. <laughs> that's... There we go. That's... that's Million-dollar idea. That's, yeah, right that's our up. elevator pitch. Uh, we want Danny Boyle to direct. And uh, we think that uh, the kid who played... Uh, what's his name? Paul Dano should play uh, John <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, this role yes. would, would definitely be, if they remade this film, it would definitely be Paul Dano as Baby. Oh, Dan, he would be very good. Very good indeed. I would also be fine with Daniel Radcliffe, who uh, after uh, Swiss <laughs> yeah. Army Man, I know would probably oh. be game for something as oh, interesting as this. that's amazing. He, he is one of those just gems that anytime I see him on screen, I'm like, I will watch Daniel Radcliffe oh, anytime I can picture it. I can picture it. Um, but yeah, it's. But then you uh, are we are we able now to go a little bit more into spoiler territory? Yeah. Sorry, so spoiler so real town? quick, couple of uh, info, like couple of pieces of information I thought were interesting that I'll share, and then we will have the spoiler okay, split. Yes, yeah. we'll so go let's, into let's... now. Um, first off, this the cinematography by this movie was Michael D. Margulis. Now he did a couple of movies that I really like. One is Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, which is one of the best car chase movies of all time. It's one of the movies that Quentin Tarantino cites in Death Proof as one of his primary inspirations and a movie filled with just absolutely awesome car racing in it. The second movie you might know his work from is Police Academy, which is pretty fun. Uh, He also did Stranger Within, which is a Richard Matheson uh, film. Yeah. uh, Written by... And then the thing I found the most interesting, and I love when we find little bits like this, he also was the cinematographer for Minnie and Moskowitz, which is a John Cassavetes independent film. So just one of those interesting, weird, really, you worked with Cassavetes and you made the baby. That's pretty interesting. Now, I would uh, say it's pretty interesting if you met anybody who made the baby. I'm like, you have to tell me what production was like. I really hope somebody on Chaplin recognized Dave Mooney and was like, dude, you were the baby. Please tell me about, like, I hope it was Attenborough. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me all about working with the baby. All right. Um, and then the director, Ted Post, directed a bunch of movies and a bunch of stuff that we, you guys are probably familiar with. He was the director of Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. He was the director of Magnum Force, one of the Dirty Harry uh, sequels. He was the director of Hang'em High, the Clint Eastwood Western. And he also directed episodes of Columbo, The Twilight Zone, and then 
pretty much every single Western television show that ever existed in the Gunsmoke 50s or included. 60s. Oh, like all of them. Because I don't know if a lot of our listeners know this. In the 40s, 50s, and 60s, the, the number of Westerns, Western TV show uh, were, it was usually about 50% of all programming on television and in movies was Westerns. And as we got past the 50s, it started to trickle down in the like 40s and 30s and then 20s and 10s. But for a long time, there were like three networks on television and they had, you know, eight programs on at night and six of them would be Westerns and two of them would be the news. <laughs> uh, you know, or and then or then maybe there'd be like a spy show or an FBI or yeah. you know, something else, you know, a dragnet maybe. But it was and, and all I, the Westerns. And the way that this movie is filmed, I would say it's it's almost very much like an episode of television. Oh, it is very um, television. It, it strikes me as, um, and someone said this, he also did a couple of episodes of Twilight. Zone. Or, or Twilight, Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry. <laughs> very, very different. Very. Yes. <laughs> so sorry. Ted Post He was behind that monstrosity <laughs> of a series. Little did you know that the man who made the baby <laughs> also made a movie Which... where a werewolf falls in love with a baby. <laughs> There you go. Have you not seen my, oh, Breaking Dawn? I have heard of this. I have not bothered to oh, waste I, I, hours of my um, life. Anna Kendrick is in it, and a werewolf falls in love with a baby, and uh, Guillermo del Toro's cinematographer, uh, Guillermo Navarro, is the cinematographer. So it is gorgeous. And they are <laughs> glittery when they play baseball. And it is... I'm not going to say that they're good movies, but I'm going to say they're perfectly directed trash. <laughs> I love oh. the Twilight movies so much. They're so bad. Katie will do like a whole Twilight podcast, just you and me. <laughs> yes. I've oh. seen the first one. This I is think. the one where you just force David to watch all of the Twilight and, movies. So it's just like he... every episode we're going to watch the Twilight movies in order. But we're just going to keep doing it again. If we ever. And again, oh, and, and then it'll again. be the Twilight yeah. Zone yeah, no, of yeah. Twilight. Exactly. It'll be like, <laughs> and this is the 15th time we're watching Breaking Dawn Part 1 again. You know, like, what did we learn this time? And you're like, Anna Kendrick is still an absolute. I learned that life is meaningless. And... And... Yes, and life is meaningless. And why have I chosen to do this? And of course, myself? we watched Noel last night. <gasps> As well, we, oh. we did it. We did a double feature Ooh. thing where we watched uh, the happiest season, and which Noelle. which made me the maddest I've been in a while. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart deserves and fucking better. And Anna Kendrick. Bring it all back. We'll tie it tie there it all go. together. Um, but you yeah, know, anyway. no. so 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 to correct what I was saying, he he directed a couple episodes of Twilight Zone. Yes. And this very much plays. It, it looks like a an episode of television. There in the seventies, there's but, not a lot of cinematic storytelling. It is very televisual ex- in its presentation. Yeah, except for anything that's filmed around the staircase in her house. That's the closest thing. And to be fair, it is very hard to make a staircase not cinematic. You kind of have to be completely unaware of the upstairs, downstairs uh, power dichotomy that can be shown. The power of someone walking down the stairs or up the stairs, a fight happening on the stairs, a slip going in either direction all you know a hand on the banister all of these things can be very strong like if you can't make stairs work as a director you need to find someone who is a director I recommend basket weaving yeah yeah exactly I would I would, I would suggest something but filmmaking would not be it mm-hmm. yeah now I would say this is a good time for us to 
say this is the spoiler, spoiler split zone. Okay. This is the, this yes. is the moment where uh, we can start discussing what happens in the movie. So if you if this movie sounds fun, it sounds interesting, it sounds like something that's going to blow your mind, you don't want to know what's happening, go ahead and pause the podcast right now because we will still exist in ones and zeros and and then go watch the movie and then come back and then finish the episode and we, then we, then you can enjoy finding out. However, if you don't care, if you're just one of those absolute rebels who just like doesn't who, who doesn't doesn't care if he knows what's going to happen. I read the, the last page of a book first. Yes, exactly. If you're that kind of person, then you just stay on. And if you've you seen the movie before sociopath. and you just want to keep saying hearing what we're saying, um, stick along. So that's where we are now. So, uh, you know, uh, caution. Uh, <gasps> there, there, there be spoilers here. Yes. Here we go. Okay. Wait, can I just start and say? Oh, wait, yes. Okay. Yes. That ruins at, the shit. Yes. Well, at the beginning, you said that Anne was assigned to the family. But didn't she say she specifically chose them? Actually, that yes, she you are wanted yes. to to work yes. on she, this case. She specifically like she worked to get there. She Yes. She, she sevened her way in there. Yes. Which all makes sense when we get to the end. Yes, absolutely. But so so okay, here's my question. Yes. Spoilerific question. Yes. So yes, she wanted baby to be a playmate. For her husband, who was injured in an accident. Yes. So let, let, let's just to set this up yes. for the people who who are who are the crazy people who don't know what happened mm-hmm. but are here anyway, and we love. <laughs> They're you. like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> Twist first in the movie. <laughs> it is said. It is. It is implied that the social worker's husband had died in an accident, and it turns out. No, he didn't die in that accident. He is just now uh, in a similar state mm-hmm. as Baby. So she got herself assigned to this case so she could murder all of the caretakers and family members who took care of Baby so that way her husband would have a permanent playmate. And the end of the movie is all three of them, like, planning in the around. pool with yep. which underneath the pool, which, by the way, yeah. is the, that is a clever way to hide a body. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Huh. But, but, but. So. <laughs> it, mm, does she want Baby to be like her husband, if you know what I'm saying? Well, it's. Is, it, is, is that what's implied? Well, it's definitely, A, the skimpiness of the particular, like, the bathing suit she is wearing at the end is definitely not a mom bathing suit. It is definitely skimpier. It's it's still the '70s, so it's not like a thong bikini or anything. Right. But it's definitely like a sexier bikini, or like a like or not. I don't even know if it's a bikini. It's I kind think of, it was a bikini. Okay. If I remember correctly. But it's kind of like a modest yeah. bikini. Yeah. But like it's still got some like it's just. It's, it's a fun. this social worker fucks. Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. That is a very good way of putting it. And well, she kissed her husband on the lips, and then she turned and kissed baby on the lips. And definitely the scene that kind of lets you know that things are not great in Denmark when it comes to the social worker is when she is babysitting baby and baby gets very hungry and he is a full grown man so she tries to be like I'm going to go get you a bottle and he's like but you've got these breasts right here and milk comes out of those and he starts to try to extract he attaches to said breasts for the extraction of said milk and while she is uncomfortable or at least finds it socially awkward at first. She very quickly finds 
she is okay with this. And that, which is very out of which I will in judgment of this film is very out of character for this. Wait, when did that happen? The the babysitter. That was the babysitter though, not yeah. Anne. No, not not worker. Anne. No, no, because you're, you're talking about the babysitter, right? Oh no. Okay. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, so you're no, talking I, about. I got. No. I sorry. Okay. You I was like, okay. I, they both okay. have like short black hair, so I got them. Confused. I was like, wait, when did that happen? Yeah, no. Okay. Yes. No. But like, there's definitely. Yeah, stuff that's going on. Also, I, I really like that's I, an insane scene, though. Yes. Also, the yeah, the scene where they there's so much ca- happening in this they, movie. They invite right? a babysitter over, and they're like, "Here's our adult man baby," and the oh. babysitter's like, "This is fine." Well, but they also set it up where that she was about to go have sex with her boyfriend or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, okay. So, uh, if if I go ahead, there's okay. a lot We're going on in this movie. Okay. Yeah. So so like. I, I, this movie is crazy. It is a quiet, crazy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the scene that we're kind of talking about, because I feel like I do have to lay this out, because Ken, I'm going to show you something in a moment that's very hilarious. Oh, no. Um, so this the, this babysitter... This better played, not be your quato. Play, like, you play, played played by actress Erin like O'Reilly. I'm going to be very upset. Oh. This, <laughs> this, um, this babysitter recall. is played by actress Erin O'Reilly. She's, she's doing what most babysitters in... Horror movies do. She's sitting in the living room watching TV, talking to her boyfriend on the phone. Um, pretty much being like, she seems very conservative. She's like saying, oh, all you want to talk about is sex. And you're like, oh, I guess I can come over later, whatever. She doesn't seem like she's into it at all. And then she hears baby upstairs and like, well, I've got to go take care of this man child upstairs. And she refers to him as freak. Um, in Being like, she's accepted that this is the job she has. It pays well. Yeah. Whatever. So she goes up, and he's whining. And as a lot of kids do, uh, they he got out of the he, he doesn't want to go back to bed. He gets out of the crib, runs around, and then he she gets him all riled up, and he bumps his head. And comforting him, he then is being like, "Okay, it's feeding time now." I and then the and then latches, and then she's like, "Oh no, no!" And then uh, it's in, very, like, in a right. very out of character moment, is very like, "Well, I guess this is okay." And then the parent comes But I home. almost feel like they were setting it up for her to be kind of slutty. Yeah. and Because they were like, oh, because then she said to her boyfriend, well, I'll make sure my, my panties are off or whatever. So I feel like they set it up so that she would like it. it, it like, it, 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 it speaks to me of, like, a, a, a woman who's been told from the very beginning that you always have to play hard to get no matter what. Mm-hmm. Even if you are a sexually confident woman with uh, her own uh, agency and able to do up her own thing, especially at the time, it was like a well. Even if you really do want it, you don't say that kind of like that was kind of the right. vibe right. that I got. And then so when this is happening, she's like, no, no, no. Well, okay, oh, yeah. this feels yeah. but, then, nice. but then the mother comes home with the two with her two daughters. Yes. And they lose their shit. And Absolutely. They, they beat the living shit out mm-hmm. of this babysitter and send her away and say, if you say anything, we'll tell them that you are abusing a mental patient. Yes. Um, which or, is... Or, or a yeah. mentally handicapped person, which is a crime, obviously. And this poor actress, Erin O'Reilly, I imagine this was the only... one of the few films that she acted in because in looking her up on IMDb... This is her profile picture. Oh no. Yeah. It is literally <laughs> it is literally the image of baby <laughs> latched onto her breast. Oh no. Erin O'Reilly, and here's the thing. Erin oh. O'Reilly is an actress known for The Princess Diaries, 2001, 
the baby. 19... She was in the Princess Diaries. I know. Who was she in that? This sounds like Wait. a real. And and the movie in 1974, The Busting. Who was she in the Princess Diaries? It really feels like <laughs> she should get IMDb Pro and fix that. Like it yeah. seems like real. If she's if she's still alive, I think she, she... was a Scottish Duchess. All right. All right. Do I, I mean, yeah, I feel like we need to start like a Kickstarter or a Patreon. But Thirty to fix... years later. Yeah. Help she didn't Aaron do anything for thirty years. But yeah, so that's... But like, I, I had to bring this up to you. I'm like, that poor woman. The fact that this yep. is her IMDb profile uh, page. So speaking of other uncomfortable things that happen in this movie, we find out uh, about two-thirds of the ways through that one of the sisters of Baby uh, definitely comes in the middle of the night to have sex with him in a scene that is implied but not explicitly uh, explicitly shown, which... Thank God. Yeah, thank, 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 you, thank you, Ted Post, yeah. for God. having the taste to not show us something like that. Once because, again, PG. Mm-hmm, yep, I'm sure, I'm sure it would have been memorable, but I'm real glad that it didn't happen. I'm actually glad well, you didn't take your kids to see this. Yep, absolutely. Oof. This would have made them. This would have confused so many children. I I cannot even begin to explain. Well, I cannot even begin to explain how you would explain to a child what was going on in most of this movie. Let's see here. What other What other things? Are well, there? also it well, the fact, well, also the fact that Baby is not actually <laughs> mentally handicapped. He is a fully functioning human man. Like with his his the the thing is that he is being negatively enforced. To act like a baby, well, ritually abused with a, a from with birth a, with a taser, yeah, to act like a baby. By... Baby doesn't walk. Baby doesn't talk. And it... well, and did they ever really get at the motive as to why they were doing it? It was assumed that they were punishing him because his dad left them. Is that yeah. what it was? It was very much a like the the mother. You know, wanted to punish the only male member of her family because. The, the you know baby's father walked out on them, well, and, and she pretty much says at the beginning, like he's as good as dead. Have left too, because they all had different. All of her children had different dads. Yes, yes, and they all walked out. Mm-hmm. Who also I'd Except like to point for out, Dennis. sounds exactly like Selma. That's from Alba's the boyfriend. Okay, oh, so that's Alba's boyfriend. Yeah, okay. Much I thought that older. was. I thought that was like an ex that they were just okay with. I don't know. He was feeling her up. I, yeah, ugh, it was so fucking weird. There's a lot in this movie that is a lot mm-hmm. to take, uh, <laughs> a lot to process, a lot to... Uh, so I guess we're moving towards what happens towards the end of this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in which a couple of things happen. The caretaker, uh, sorry, the social worker, is able to kidnap... Well, like she, kid- well, at the party, she's drugged. She's drugged uh-huh. at the party... And then the family ties her up, and then Baby helps untie her, uh-huh. and they escape together. And then she hangs out with Baby and puts him in a suit and tries to teach him to be a man. Mm-hmm. And then the family finds out where they are. Somehow, well, which she... is never really established how they find out where. Right, so that she sent them a letter with a picture of Baby, so they knew for sure what was going like on. Like a proof of life, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of. But yeah, we don't know how in the world they found her Unless so she was dumb enough to include a... Re- unless she probably... I mean, this could have been a thing because she intended this all along. She probably just put her return address. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. No, absolutely. Could be. And then could have the, easily been that dumb. Then the family is like, oh shit, it's on like Donkey Kong and goes to fight her 
And that goes very badly for the family. And then she murders all of them. With the help of her mother. With the, yep, indeed. Mother-in-law. Yes. Or yes, mother-in-law, thank you. And then they team up. Sorry, I'm just like correcting everybody about this. Oh, movie. no, no. As we, if I'm an expert the, on the baby. The, the details. Which would be a very startling thing to be an expert on. <laughs> the details in this movie are very hard to keep. It's a lot. Straight, because, yeah, there's a lot. There's, everything is, uh, what are those... What are those infinite patterns called that are just the infinite like spins in the like like the infinite staircase or the yeah or spirals? Like the, the, the mathematical uh, fractals that are oh. just like no matter how far you zoom in, there's still more complexity. That's what this movie is. Every every detail that you look into splinters into a thousand more infinite details. And it's so, like Lost, where you finish it, but you still have so many questions. You still have so much to start. Mm-hmm. It is it, very hard to... And, yeah, and then, well, and like then, her mother-in-law is okay with this yeah, whole her plan is that is totally coming kind of comes in at the very end is just like, yeah, yeah like fucking let's Thelma and Louise this. Like, yeah. we're, this is normal. This is like, uh, <laughs> this is, you know what? She's turning 35 and this is the present that I'm getting her. I don't know what a white woman's 35 version of a quinceanera is. But that's what what she's throwing this woman. She's getting whatever she wants and whatever she wants is a baby adult playmate for her husband that they may or may not have sex with. Which man, if she had just been alive Uh, during the age of the internet. Or the medieval times when you could get away with anything. It was... uh, Oh, the baby. It's, it, it's, it's a whole v- movie. It's very problematic because both at the same time you're just like, I don't want to kink shame, but also this kink that, that we're talking about is very much based in abuse. Yeah. And in no way, shape, or form is there consent or is there... And this is just, like, I don't know. This is one of those kinks where I'm just like, I'm not going to shame, but it is it will be the one I'm like, I don't get it. If you're consensual, like, if you're consenting consensual adults, both dressing up like babies, or just one of you dressing up like babies and doing sexy stuff, look, as long as one of you, as long as both of you are consenting adults, and, and adult, I don't mean just in age, I mean, like, adult in the mental capacity... Mm-hmm. And if you're using a you cattle prod to, to force them, like, I can't imagine you, that's consent. Yeah. You fly your freak flag. You do your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I'm, however, I'm not, but in this I'm not, situation... We're not, we are not yes. here to be a goalie. Yeah. In the baby... In the situation of the baby, gonna go have to say, not cool. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. But you, the, this once again, the startling thing is like, this is a very quiet, crazy movie. That it doesn't seem like a lot is going on, but so much is going on. It, much like Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Like, is it a horror movie? Nothing really happens. Then again, a lady also gets raped by Satan. So a lot happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Everything, it's it's the certain things that are implied in the dialogue and in the performances, which at the same time, like, you would not have gotten nearly as much from this movie if the actors hadn't shown up to fucking work. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And the and mother, the did. mother, by the way, which, who, who is she played by? She's played by... Uh, Anjanette uh, Comer. Uh, Comer. Uh, Ruth Roman is what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, you're, no, you're, no, you're... I was thinking of Anne, sorry. Yeah, Anjanette Comer played the, uh, um, and the, the social worker. Yes, okay, sorry. Uh, got this. The I mother... I got soaked with wine because I did yeah. something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm an adult. <laughs> But um, you know, like, like uh, the mother was played by an actress named Ruth Roman, who has done a lot of work. Actually, she's—I mean, she's been in um, 
Alfred Hitchcock's uh, *Strangers on a Train*. It like it. It's it's really it's crazy how talented this actress was, and then she's like, "Cool, who the fuck was her agent?" Because he must have sweet talked the shit out of her for this movie. That or she needed a boathouse. Yeah, that oh yeah could be that or she needed a boathouse. But it was one of those things where. For one thing, also, I'm pretty sure she smoked like a pack of cigarettes a day. Oh, she she 100%. sounds she's the closest person I've ever known in real life to sound both like Patty and Selma from The Simpsons. Yes, it is <laughs> very impressive. She like yeah, she literally it's like a pack of Newports and a margarita every 15 minutes, bare minimum. Yeah, and the, right. the hair is crazy in this. Too. Oh my god, it's, the, oh. The, the 70s hair in this movie is incredible. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you, if you want to go to a 70s party. A 70s theme party. Literally just Look at, watch watch the beginning of this movie. Watch and just Jermaine especially. Jermaine's hair. Uh-huh. It's good times. It like you've you've seen when Mar you've seen Mars Attacks, of right? Course. Yeah. It looks a lot like the alien that mm-hmm. infiltrates the yeah. White House. A little bit. Yeah. Well, Katie David, I think we've kind of gotten to the end of our discussion about mm-hmm. the baby, which means uh, it's time for two things. It's time for a little bit of time travel. And it's time for us to introduce the two movies that we may or may not be, uh, well, actually, one of these two movies we absolutely will be covering next week. Uh, actually, we're Or will we? Or will. You we don't pro- fucking we know. We, we might even release it. Who early. knows what we'll 2020 what will bring? Yes, no, 2021, you mean. It's not over. Oh, it ain't over yet, yeah, baby. I, well, that's <laughs> definitely not true. I am, I am still waiting for winged serpents and aliens and Cthulhu, because at this point... Yeah. Oh, the aliens already showed up, didn't you hear? Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, there's two <laughs> movies that I have uh, found that I thought would be uh, possible good Christmas week options for us. One would be The Creep Show Holiday Special, a Shutter exclusive, and the other one would be Rare Exports, the Norwegian Spielberg The Thing movie that also involves an evil Santa Claus. It's pretty great. Anyway, um, huh. so we're going to travel in time here for just a minute. <gasps> My we're favorite part of the show. Yep, no, no, no. Okay, hey, so let me just uh, go ahead and uh, click in the uh, code here for the time machine. The two of you want to uh, step in. Got to have it that affects that tube. Okay, we're going to walk in. All right, we're going to go ahead and see you in just a second. We're going to travel into the future after these two have seen these trailers. You ready? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. So those were uh, those were some those holiday were some trailers. cheer. That's yeah. A, damn. Good job, 2012, and good job. No, I'm not gonna say good job, 2020. No, Fuck you. Absolutely Fuck not. you. No, but, you do not get but, a good but job. But a fascinating selection of movies. Very I mean, true. It is 2020 crazy. The first one seemed pretty fun. What was that one? Called first again? one seemed like a lot of fun. There's a cre- the Creep Show Holiday Special. Uh-huh. Yes. That looked like a fun time. Indeed. Now, here's the other thing. It is Christmas coming up. We could. We could leave our listeners in suspense and make them open their presents <gasps> on Christmas. Ooh. And not tell them. So it might be one or the other. I mean, the worst case scenario Could be is both. You might have to spend the next week, which, let's be clear, it's COVID times. Um, it's five days till Christmas. You uh, don't have a whole lot to do, so maybe you should watch... Both of these movies, and then on Christmas Day, you'll find out which of these Shutter Show presents to open. How does that sound? I think that sounds like a good time. You want to, to, you want to save our presents? If we, if we did a double feature with Noel and the merriest, what was it, the happiest season? 
And <laughs> goddammit, we can double feature this motherfucker. Absolutely, let's do it. Great. I'm in. I'm excited. Do we like do we like grip fists like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Yes, all three of us at the same time we just do like one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, with our flexing biceps. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Uh David, Katie, do you have any pluggables to plug? And where can we find you on the internets? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at underscore DW Marlowe. Um, aside from that, I also run the uh, the Instagram page for Shutter Show, so feel free to, to check us out. That's at, at, Shutter at, under, at, at Shutter underscore show. There we go. And yeah, Katie. I don't have any pluggables. If you feel like following me on Instagram, you can. I'm at Katie Sexton, which is C-A-D-I-E-S-E-X-T-O-N. It's mostly pictures of me and David and our dogs. So yes. you're welcome. And we've got some adorable puppies. You're so welcome. you know what? If you want to take a peek into our lives, feel free. <laughs> there we go. And so you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at, at Ken Stachnik, S-T-A-C-H-N-I-K. You can find us on Twitter at, at Shutter Show, S-H-U-D-D-E-R-S-H-O-W. And other than that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the internet, we just want to say that we love you and go Fuck yourselves. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Fuck yeah, you. Absolutely. <laughs> ho, ho, ho.